I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. It has been a very long week for me, um, but we are here. We are ready to do this. It was my first time at the SAG-AFTRA convention uh, as a elected delegate, which was really cool and really eye-opening. Um, I did not know that so much of, uh, you know, the, the processes that our union goes through and the, the ways in which, uh, it conducts voting and, and ideas and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but as a person who is currently back in college studying political science, it, it was definitely very interesting for me. I felt like it was a whole weekend of just, uh, learning and, um, you know, being, you know, in something that's that's larger than just me complaining on Twitter. <laughs> but it was really great. And um, I have this fantastic community of people that really supported me through, you know, the, the election itself. And now um, I'm co-chair on a LA local committee. So everyone's been so supportive and it's been so fantastic to see this side of our business and see the guts and the the glory of it all. Today on the show, we have Emma Maloof. 
If you've been watching Impeachment American Crime Story, well, you've seen her. She plays Sarah Paulson's daughter in the show, and it was just such a great joy to talk to her. She, um, she's just fabulous, and she lights up the room. So here is my conversation with Emma. And welcome to the show, Miss Emma Malouf. Thank you so much for having me, Jillian. How are you on this fine day? I'm doing great. You know, I listen, I brought out my sweater. It's finally like under 75 degrees in Los Angeles. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. I went to a coffee shop this morning, got a chai. Wow. It's delicious. Yeah, Living I'm like your I'm best fully life. In I'm fully in the fall <laughs> mood right now. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I, I busted out my sweaters today too. And I was like, I this it. is the day. I woke up, it's 50 degrees yeah. outside. Fantastic. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. <laughs> so are you a are you a fall person? Do you come from an area of the uh of the states where there is fall? Yes. So well, okay. I was originally born in Seattle, Washington. So you have the full four seasons over there and fall there especially is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um but when I was ten, my family and I we moved to Austin, Texas. Oh wow. And there, I mean the weather's completely different. It's mostly humid. Mm-hmm. And um, and and relatively hot, especially in the summer. But it definitely around this time of year it starts to cool down, and then you're and you're just in this perfect like seventies, low seventies, maybe that. high sixties. It's 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 gorgeous there in the in the fall. But it's mostly all cedar trees, so you don't get any color change, which oh, is interesting. Sad. I know, I know. But here in LA, I mean, we get a little bit of color change, right? Are you're in LA yeah. too? Are you in LA? Yeah, I'm in LA as well. Yeah. I mean, it's Okay. It's like a little bit, right? Like you get that like week yeah. in like just, the end of November where yeah. it's like we got to change really quick and then it's just gone <laughs> and that's almost it. Almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, speaking of uh growing up in Texas, take me back to yeah. the moment when you knew that you needed to be an entertainer. Were you how old were you? What was that for you? So I my whole life I have lived in a daydream. I mean, <laughs> ever since I can remember, I would retreat into my imagination and just transport myself into magical worlds and um, <laughs> play characters and and film, uh, you know, videos with my friends, make little films on my mom's iPad with iMovie. Um, so I've always, I've always loved, always loved film and always had a passion for acting. Um, but when I was going way back, when I was three, my grandparents took me to go see Pacific Northwest Ballet's production of The Nutcracker. Um, and I saw Clara, the young ballerina who played Clara, and I was just so awestricken. And you know, you have the, there's the orchestra playing, and it's this magical story of a young girl who gets a Nutcracker, who then turns into a prince, and <laughs> and I was just like, that that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. I want to transport an audience into a magical world through dance. So I started my journey as an actress as a dancer. Oh. Um, and when we moved to Austin, I danced with Austin, Ballet Austin, um, incredible staff, faculty, made amazing friendships, got to perform in the Nutcracker. And wow. so really, since I was three, my goal was to be Clara in the Nutcracker. Um, 
And with Ballet Austin, you know, when I moved there, I was 10. So for a few years, I was some of the younger roles that they had in the Nutcracker. I was a bonbon <laughs> and um, I was a part of the tea, tea little group. And yeah. then one year I was cast as a party girl. And the party girls are there during the party scene of the Nutcracker when Uncle Drosselmeyer comes in and brings the gifts and it's the whole Christmas party scene. And so I designated myself as Claire's best friend and I just <laughs> made sure I was near her at all, at all costs because I wanted the audience to see me and wanted to be able to just perform to my best ability. And, and, um, and so I was a party girl for two years, loved every second of it. Honestly, it, it just was so much fun. And I got to perform in um, uh, live. We did uh, Alice in Wonderland. There it is. Oh, Alice fun. in Wonderland. And that was really, really, really fun. I was a card um, in the oh, Queen's cool. Court. And the key. So you know how in the oh. film and the story, there's like the key. She uses yeah. the key to open the door. So I played the key and I was in this head to toe, like, spandex type white outfit that covered Amazing. my head and it was this giant like key it was it was great um and then I one day got a call from a friend and she was like hey so I went to it was one of my mom's friends um mm. I went to high school with this um lady and she's now a manager in Los Angeles and she found you on Instagram through my social media. This is her talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um she said she's like I don't rep kids but I would love to get to know her. Could you make the introduction for me? Wow. So our mutual friend we got connected. I was 14 at the time and um we had a FaceTime call and she's like you know, why don't you just come out to LA and see, because in my heart, I knew that I eventually wanted to pursue acting. Yeah. And I was in this tricky spot where either I would have to go full-time dance because, mm -hmm. you know, it was the time where you usually leave your home and go dance with a company. Yeah. Um, or I was going to pursue acting. So we were like, okay, we'll give it two months. We'll go for pilot season. Um, so I came out to LA, I was 14. I turned 15, um, a month after we arrived and I came out here with my grandparents, my Mimi and Poppy, and Aww. we lived in an Airbnb in Marina Del Rey so cute. Uh, for two months for pilot season. And we were there and we had the best time. I went on a bunch of auditions, um, and the time our two months came up for our Airbnb and we all just felt this sense of like, I, this is it. Like yeah. I, I'm not supposed to leave. I like, this is what I, I think I was meant to do. Mm. And, um, and so it was the hardest decision of my life, but I quit dance wow. and I gave up. I had to, I had to give up my dream of being Clara in the Nutcracker Oh no, and, you never um, got to be her. Yeah, I never got to be her. But it's okay because honestly, at the end of the day, I know that like this is going to be worth it. You know what yeah. I mean? 
So it definitely, it was a, it was a, because I don't love, I don't like to give up on my goals. And especially when that was something <laughs> that I've been working towards my whole life, that was just, it took a lot of time to process that and let go of that dream and be like, mm. okay, I feel like this is where the Lord has called me and I'm going to step into it, you know, full steam ahead. And, yeah. and I never left. And we're, we've stayed, we were here in LA pursuing this and just wow. one thing led to another and, you know, audition after audition. And, um, here we are, which is just that's, crazy. That's amazing. And I mean, that is, I mean, that's how most people come to LA. And I feel like that yeah. is, is almost ending at a certain point, mm-hmm. probably soon because, mm-hmm. Now you have all the streaming sites where it's like right. they don't follow pilot totally. season. They don't care no. that it's February. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. They don't. They don't yeah, care. Totally. So I feel right. like it's it's like a whole new world that's happening in auditions. Yeah. I mean, obviously, since the pandemic hit, we've experienced a whole new world with auditioning. But yeah. um, timing now, it's like there is no specific time to be in LA anymore. You just got to commit to right. being here full time. Got to just go for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's no like here's three months. I'm gonna give it three months. Right. And I'm gonna leave now. It's like <laughs> right. nonstop. Yeah, and that's that's been interesting. Um, so I just turned eighteen. Well, just I turned eighteen back in March, um, <laughs> and I I moved out, and my grandparents moved to Austin to be with my mom and dad and my brother and my wow. family out there, and I moved in with roommates. Because it just, you know, I'm so thankful for my grandparents and they sacrificed so much for me. But it was kind of this, we all felt it like, okay, it's the next step, you know, towards me growing up and taking charge of my career and my life. And I moved into my new apartment a week before I had to fly to Texas to film another show And, um, and I just got back a week ago. So I've officially been like on my own trying to figure out life for like two weeks. Hey, (laughs) that's great. great. Yeah, it's going great. But just kind of back to what you said, like now I'm really starting to learn how to make Los Angeles my home and make it my stomping ground and a place where, you know, I I make life happen. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it does. And it it always feels LA is a bit more daunting to me than yeah. New York because New York at yeah. least, you know, totally. everything's connected, everything's intertwined. Yes. You can go yeah. on a walk, you can get what you need. Here it's mm-hmm. like, no, you have to have yep. a car. It's going to take you 45 minutes yes. to get to the 45 grocery minutes store. To get like, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's definitely totally. I feel like a little more I mean, it's, they're completely different beasts, but LA yeah. is so difficult to understand on your own when we don't have yeah. like regular infrastructure systems that we need yeah. to be able to, totally. you know, live build life. Build community too. Yeah, yeah. build community. Yeah, it's very, exactly. There's not a real sense of community in LA and you really mm-hmm. have to create that for yourself through mm-hmm. classes and all the all the things mm-hmm. that you can do personally. Um, yeah. So tell me, you know, you got you got out here when you were 15. What mm-hmm. did you do for school? Because I was homeschooled as a kid when I was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I did online school. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what I did. I was still with um, 
a school that I was with back in Austin. So I just finished up there and for the year that I came out here. um, And then I switched over to a online charter school here Mm -hmm. in uh, California. And then I took the chess piece. As which is do. the California <laughs> high school proficiency exam. Yes. Yep. I took that. And so, okay, I don't do well under pressured time. Okay. If I'm allowed to like take as much sweet time as I need to, I'll do great. But yeah. when it's like pressured time, especially with the chess bee, you know, math is not my strong suit. And so oh, I studied you fail really math? hard. No. So here's the crazy thing is I, I failed math the first time. Guide. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I had to retake it because yes. the first I, I, I bought this like really, I bought this, uh, the most reviewed like chess piece study guide book. Yeah. And we were going into super hard calculus problems yeah. in that study guide book. And then I went to go take, take the chess piece and it was so basic that it mm. completely threw me off. And I like froze on yeah. just the most easy questions about integers. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I was practicing calculus. Like I, <laughs> and so I, I froze and I didn't finish the math portion in time. Mm. I, I passed the English, but I didn't finish the math. And I was so bummed because if I probably would have spent like the last five minutes, just filling in random bubbles, yeah. I was so close to being done that I probably would have passed. <laughs> so I had to go back and I had to take the math portion and I got a tutor and it was, yep. it was great. So that's we're literally, here, we passed, we did it. I mean, I was, I was very much the same. I took, I took it yeah. past the English with flying colors. I feel like people yeah. who are in the arts are just better at English than they are math. Like, yeah, let's, totally. let's be real. Yeah, um, I know, it's true. But I failed the math part by like two points. And I was like, you've got to be kidding that me. Was, that was, yes. And that it's was the me. worst. It's it the was worst. the worst feeling. And then I, yeah. I had, I made my friend uh, who was very good at math tutor me for mm-hmm. like a month beforehand. Yeah. And I was that's, like, I am not leaving until I know everything. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't tell you anything anymore. Could not tell exactly. you the first thing about math. No. Yeah. No, oh, <laughs> me too. And that was exactly what I did. My, one of my best friends here, she's a whiz at math. And yeah. I was like, you're just going to help me. Thank you so much because I can't do this without you. <laughs> and we sat down every day for like four hours and just, yeah, just knocked it out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, talking about school a little bit, are you considering college or are you going to, do you think you want to do it like on the side or stop yeah. acting? I know a lot of, a lot of um, the kids that I've, directed and been around recently some mm-hmm. it's like a clear line like some people either just mm-hmm. say I'm putting acting on pause for four years I'm gonna go do this mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. try to juggle yeah well I um I took a gap year because mm-hmm. I I took the chess B and you know which allowed me to graduate a year early right um and so and then the pandemic happened yeah <laughs> so essentially I just took a year I went back home to Austin and lived with my my parents again and my brother and kind of just got to experience a little bit of normal life yeah um without school and and that was really nice but then uh, quite honestly towards the end I got super bored and I was like I need I need structure because I Mm -hmm. I I definitely thrive and do a lot better with structure Mm -hmm. um and like having a set schedule every day 
And so I enrolled um, with ACC, which is Austin Community College. And I was like, well, I think I'll just start taking a couple courses and maybe I then can transfer to a school out here in California or, um, you know, I live right over by UCLA. So I'm like, maybe I'll go to UCLA. You never know. Right. Um, But I definitely, yeah, I've been taking some, I've been taking classes with Austin Community College and I've really been enjoying it. I unfortunately, I couldn't enroll in any classes this semester because I've been out, I was out in Texas filming a project and there was no service anywhere. Mm. I was out, I was out in the country. (laughs) Like it just, you know, and it just, there were night shoots. So it just, yeah. it kind of got a little bit complicated and I knew I just didn't have peace about moving forward with school, you know, um, for the semester. So next semester I'll be starting it up again, hopefully. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's, so it's, it's very difficult to juggle that. I tried to juggle yeah. it when I was your age and I was like, oh, this is, this is not yeah. feasible. I yeah. can't do this yeah. right now. Um, yeah. I'm actually back in college right now. <laughs> That's a, nice. That's a full-on awesome. But yeah, um, that's amazing. It's, it's difficult to find something that works with your schedule because a, a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, don't understand how absolutely tiring the film and television yeah. industry is. You're on set yeah. for 12 hours a day. You, yeah. It's, it's nonstop. And then as an mm-hmm. actor, I mean, obviously the crew members have a lot that they deal with. And then as actors, yeah. it's like – yeah, there's times that you're sitting around not doing anything for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. but then you have yeah. to go and act and maybe it's a really emotionally tolling mm-hmm. scene yeah. and you get mm-hmm. home and you're just like, okay, I've spent 12 hours on set. I'm exhausted. You can't focus yeah. on on school no, and, on and everything something. else you need yeah. to do. Yeah. So it's difficult. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And that's why you see a bunch of actors who take that four-year gap to just accomplish it. And my hat really goes off to them and those who do both because it's 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 really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really difficult. Yeah. Well, getting to uh, the you know the big show that's on right now, Impeachment, American Crime yeah. Story. Tell me everything. Tell me how the audition process was. What it was like on set working with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Tell me everything. It was a whole journey, that audition process. So I auditioned for the role back in February 2020. Um, and I had the first audition, went in, went great. A week later, I had a callback, um, a producer session. And so I got to go to the Fox lot and up into their offices. And I walked in. And there was just a whole wall of Emmys. And I was like, I have entered into a different, this is a whole other realm that I've entered into. I'm like, this is crazy. This is so cool. And, um, you know, and it's also just, I love film and I love everything to do with it. And so getting to go on a lot is just, there's something so magical about it every time. And so I was super excited about it. And that was my first time on the Fox lot too. So Mm -hmm. it just, the whole combination of it was just super exciting. And I sat down in the waiting room and I was sitting right across from Colin Hanks, who oh, plays wow. Mike Emick. And yeah. I was like, wait, he looks so familiar. And I, <laughs> I, had, I had to go like look it up because I was like, I know him. I feel like I know him. And sure enough, I yeah, it was awesome. Um, and so the producer session, it went great. Felt like I made a great connection with them. Um and then they called me casting, called me, and, and they said, okay, well, I guess emailed, um, but you're on hold for the project, so please wow. make sure that you're in Los Angeles. Uh, production should be starting end of the month. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So well, I was here for a week, just felt like a sitting duck. I was so just nervous and excited and anxious about, oh my gosh, like, will I get it? And, um, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, COVID came and the industry pretty much virtually shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I waited until April and I had some conversations with my manager and my parents and we all just kind of agreed, okay, if things are going to pick back up, they're not going to be in person. So, right it'll either be on zoom or via self tape. Um, so I ended up going back and also we just weren't sure what travel restrictions. Mm. And, um, and so we made the, made the decision and my mom came and picked me up and drove me back to Texas. And I was there, um, for about eight months and in uh, October, okay. So then, fast forward, ha- hadn't heard anything. Yeah. Um, was with my family, had time with my family that I hadn't had in the last two years, and so that was really special and beautiful and so memorable. And um, my parents are pastors, actually. Aww. That's why we moved to Austin was to start a church. And so, over the course of the pandemic, um, we actually we joined 
with another church. We'd been there for seven years and we were expression church. And there was this other church in the city, uh, reach church. And my dad and the pastor at reach were great friends. And we're mm-hmm. like, you know what, this is a time to innovate and to, um, really think outside of the box and ask the Lord, like, what can we do in yeah. this time? And they were just like, you know what, we're better together. Let's, let's do this. So reach closed their doors, expression church closed their doors. And we came to came together as city reach church. And so I, and it all happened over the course of the time that I was home. So all over again, I got to be a part of seeing, you know, um, our church built again from the ground up because it happened when we moved out there, uh, eight years ago. And then it happened again while I was home And so my roots just were really connected back home again. Mm -hmm. And then in October, I got a call from casting and they were like, hey, so remember this project, American (laughs) Crime Story? Do you mind sending in a couple tapes? And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, great, sure. So sent in a couple tapes, had a Zoom audition. um, And then maybe a week went by And I got a call from my manager and she was like, so they want to put you on hold again for the project. And they're asking that you be in LA. And so in a span of six hours, I packed a bag, my phone stopped working. So I went to the AT&T store, had to get a new phone, hopped on a flight, was back in LA all in six hours. And, um, and it was, it was probably the most difficult three weeks of my life because I had been so plugged back at home with my yeah. community, my friends, my family. And it really made me question, am I doing like, is this right? What I'm mm-hmm. doing? I don't even know if this is fun anymore. Like it was great. I love it. But like, do I want to sacrifice being with my family again? And, um, you know, just really asking, asking myself and, and God, the hard questions of like, are you sure? Is this real? Is this really it? Right. And, um, you know, and then I remember one morning, well, one night I cried myself to sleep very dramatically. And I just was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And, I woke up and I was like, okay, today's a new day. Like, this is going to be great. And my dad called me crying and he was like, I just miss you so much. And I was like, this is not helping. This this isn't helping. (laughs) Dad, I love you. I miss you. And I just remember I really, I asked the Lord, I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And, and, you know, faith is a big part of my life. And, um, Jesus is my best friend and I'd talk to him about everything just like he was, you know, right there. And, and I was like, I don't know. And 10 minutes later I said, okay, I trust you, you know, whatever you want to do, I will, I'll, I'll do it. And 10 minutes later I got the call from my manager and I booked it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I, I mean, and yet again, just cried all over again. And it was, it was amazing. And I just was so renewed and refreshed and was like, okay, nope, 
this is what I'm supposed to do. I I am supposed to be here and I love acting and I don't want to give it up. And so, yeah. Wow. And then filming started in January. And so I booked it in November. So it was from February such a long process. all the way to November. So it was just a roller coaster, really. I mean, that's that's yeah. so long to wait. I know the pandemic really, I mean, obviously we shut down for a while and there's, yeah. there's so many stories like that where it's like everyone was up for these roles and everything was like going to happen and then everything yeah. shut down and it's like, wait, now what? Um, yeah. But that's amazing. Seriously. So what was yeah. it like to to play Sarah Paulson's daughter? Because Sarah Paulson to me is one of the, the best legend actresses. Well, and yes. her career in itself is is something really to aspire to because she's mm-hmm. worked her whole life, but she really didn't find mm-hmm. that like that stardom that, success that yeah. until her mm-hmm. like late 30s, I think it was, or mm-hmm. mid-30s, late mm-hmm. 30s. And I think that's yeah. really special because it allowed her to really like perfect her craft before the yeah. world knew her. New- yes. And that is so, so admirable. And she, like, she has, she's worked so hard. And mm-hmm. that is, I mean, like you said, that is, it, it, just so I want to aspire to be that mm-hmm. and um working with her she's also producing the show as well she's wow. one of the producers and so she was on top of everything like it it was so cool to witness because I also want to be a producer mm. that's been a dream of mine probably for the last five years in addition to acting I've wanted I which is also why I'm going to school um mm-hmm because I want to have a production company and be a producer and get to call the shots and, and be a part of, you know, making stories that need to be told happen. Right. And, um, and so it was, it was amazing to watch her just how her attention to detail in every part of the scene, she was on top of the script. She, and she has so many lines. I mean, Mm. It was it was crazy, and she just knew him and was so, came prepared for everything, and had an eye for everything. And I mean, it was an it was a masterclass in everything, not just acting, but in how to you know work a set and um, be paying such close attention to every detail uh, of the story. And it, it was it was incredible. It was really incredible. That's amazing. I just I adore her so much. I think she's so freaking good. I love her. <laughs> and it what and it just every like everything that she did was just so just juicy and I wanted yeah. to pull everything that I possibly could from watching her. And what was so cool now is okay, so I saw her do all of her beautiful work in person and all of the idiosyncrasies that she gave to Linda now translated on screen. Mm. And so watching it back and just seeing how well it looks and how good it looks, um, it's so cool. She's a master. She really is. She is. Oh, Um, yeah, totally. (laughs) So on the show, we like to share audition stories, either ones that have gone awry, uh, funny happenings, um, you know, ones that got away. Is there a story (laughs) or stories that you would like to share with the listeners? I have so many. I have endless. It's it's really hard for me to pick just one, but I've I 
I have a, I have a good one. So it was when I first moved here, you know, learning how a lot of casting directors, you know, are in a room and sometimes they're either just super blunt. uh, Sometimes, you know, they'll feel a little bit, it'll be a little bit more interested. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, especially for those first calls, they're just going through so many people and, you know, so they're just doing their job and, and I really appreciate them, but you know, you never know how they might be in person. And so I had had a couple experiences with some casting directors that just were, you know, a little bit, I I didn't, it didn't feel like I made a personal, a personal connection with them. Yeah. And, and especially I was just starting out. So I was very green Mm -hmm. and didn't know a lot, didn't know about how to control my nerves in a room. And I think that really, there was this, I had to please, you know Mm. what I mean? And, um, which really at the end of the day kind of does you a disservice because you don't have to please anyone. Just show up, be yourself. And, you know, it's almost this, listen, I got what you need. And, you know, if you want it, great. If you don't, all right, that's great. I'll move. Like, yeah, I'll go try some, I'll go do something else. Like, awesome. And, uh, so I had, I had a couple experiences where I just was trying too hard and the casting directors just were feeling that. And so I didn't feel like I made a connection. And so I went into this one audition and from the get-go, the casting director was just so nice to me. Mm. And it, it was like, oh my gosh, wow, this, like, you really feel (laughs) invested in what I'm doing. Thank you. And it was for this little short film and, and it was the weird, so I grew up in church my whole life, just backstory. So, you know, greeting people and making people feel comfortable is just something that I've done my whole life working in the lobby opening up doors for everybody like hey welcome to church my name's Emma so nice to meet you like (laughs) what's your name how are you today um let me introduce you to this person over here like there's just you know I'm just excited to see people Mm -hmm. and um and so as she's like just being so nice to me it was like all of a sudden this church side of me came out (laughs) and we were we were saying goodbye and I completely a forgot her name but for some reason in my brain it felt like it was the right time to ask her what her name was which you just don't do like that's a casting director you don't ask them for their name and I went up and I hugged her and (laughs) I was like oh my gosh thank you so much and remind me of your name again and she just froze and just (laughs) stared at me and was like uh, 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 and she like told me her name and I walked out of there just so embarrassed like I cannot believe I I just hugged the casting director (laughs) and asked her to remind me of her name and uh, it just was oh but you know like at the end of the day those are the fun things that you can look back on and laugh at and you know because like nobody's perfect we're all just out here trying to figure it out and it was I learned a lot from it I learned (laughs) note to self always remember the casting director's name and don't ask them for their name and don't hug them unless they (laughs) come up and hug you like I I don't know it just was it was a whole mixture of things and so that was one of my most memorable ones yeah Oh yeah. man, that was it was it was, it was, it was, it was, oh my gosh, thank you so much, and remind me of your name again, <laughs> oh, it was so wow. crazy, 
Yeah, it was bad. That is <laughs> it was really that's bad. cringe central. Like that is I know. That's tough to hear. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a call back for that. No. Let's just say no. that much. I I didn't get a call back. I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> no. But hey, going back to uh what you were saying earlier though about how like every casting director in the office is different and yeah, moods are different and the different. way they work is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Something that I always tell young actors to do is to create a Google sheet now that we have those mm. and write those notes yeah. down. If you make a special yeah. connection with somebody, write that note down so that you know next time yeah. you go in, oh, I made this connection with them and yeah. that should be what I totally. lead with. Because it really mm-hmm. is a job interview. You know, I feel yeah. like auditions, uh, totally. you start to think of them as like, a, I need to prove myself. I need to prove that I'm mm-hmm. good. I need to prove that I need, yeah. I'm here to do this. Whereas really yeah. it's like, no, let me just put my time into do this, my do my work, yeah. figure out my character, do my backstory, mm-hmm. go in, mm-hmm. do my interview, and leave. And that's what it should mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the big journey that I came on Yeah, um, and have been on <laughs> still. Yeah. You know? It takes um, a long time. I still struggle with long, it every once in a while. It's not easy. Like auditioning no. is not – it's not easy because no. it can be intimidating. And so well, it is, it's finding that balance of being like, no, okay, hold on. Remember, I love acting. Like, <laughs> I love this. PSA, I so, like doing this. PSA, I like to do this. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to create the character. I'm going to find what I think makes this person relatable, mm-hmm. find the humanity, um, figure out, you know, if there's speech involved, if it's a different time period, like that's just why I love it because oh, you get yeah. to live a completely different life. It's you get to transport yourself and use your imagination and daydream and live in a completely different time period, world, century, mm-hmm. um, space, whatever it might be. Like it just, it's the coolest thing. Yeah. And, um, and so it's just being like, okay, this is what I prepared. Mm-hmm. This is what I did. I'm going to go in there. I don't have to please anybody. All I have to please is yourself, really. Because sometimes, yeah, because, but sometimes, you know, we're not always satisfied well, with yeah, it. So sometimes you, look, like, you leave and you're like, well, that sucked moving like, on. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just, it's like, I did it and now we just are going to forget about it. And yeah. if something happens, fantastic. And if it doesn't, you know what? I'm not going to be discouraged because then like that just wasn't the door for me to walk through. Exactly. You know? Well, yeah. it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm so excited to see Thank um, you so much. what you do next. How can people follow you. you on social media so that they can keep up with everything? Yeah, I am on Instagram. It's just my name, Emma Maloof. I have a TikTok, but I don't, I don't really use it. <laughs> so you can follow me on there, but you're not going to see too much content. Um, but... <laughs> But definitely Instagram. Instagram is the place to go. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for sharing this time with me. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love your podcast. Like, really, I just so enjoy listening to you. And it was an honor to come on here. So, really, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. I can't wait to see you in whatever you. you star in next. Yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks again to Emma for coming on the show. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. Leave us some love, some reviews, some ratings, some stars, whatever it is that you're seeing on that side of the screen. Um, And tune in next week. I have a great 
guest as usual. Bo Yokely is going to be on. And uh, until then, thanks for coming in. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror, missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I turn to the Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierced the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. Of course. What else would it be? The Sheridan Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.